Hi, Rob. We're live. We are so live. We are super live. live. We're going to talk some pool today. We're going to talk such pool. It's going to be such good. I can't wait. We have the two quietest uh, people on the podcast with us today, Rob. Chris and Sam never say anything <laughs> unless they like force them to. Oh, well, we're going to force them then. <laughs> well, I think we should just have a conversation for as long as we can and just see how long it takes for one of them to decide they want to partake in this. Oh, you'll be there all day. Oh, crap. Chris wins. <laughs> it's probably good that Chris won, because if Sam would have won, Chris probably would have called the cops on him. <laughs> you know, because, you know, Sam's not Sam's not legally old enough to be within this bar that we exist in. Underage. So darn it. Just, just where, where did this even take place? The Scotty Townsend Memorial uh, takes place in, it's in Texas, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it happened or it takes place in Arena Billiards, West Monroe, Louisiana. I was way off, so that's a bummer. But uh, yeah, Louisiana, fifteen thousand added April 29th through thirtieth, six thousand added. Uh, Calcutta, I don't know. Oh, six thousand added for the tournament. Okay, the rest is going to be added into one pocket. We're going to talk about that later on too, because I just don't understand some of that stuff. That's just super weird, but. Uh, did Sam feed his hamsters to his internet? It is a joke. <laughs> yeah, Sam, did you uh, did you feed your hamsters a little bit extra food this week so that they could? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, give them a little <laughs> bit extra so that way the internet would actually, you know, go smoothly this time. Well, hopefully, anyways. <laughs> I'm hoping this probably 15 minutes later you guys will be talking with just the three of you all. Be running to that other spot in my house. What'd you say? You're starting to break up. You're you're joking. I know you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm messing with you. Yeah, I'm messing with you. I fi- I I figured I, I figured it wasn't actually your internet that was bad. I figured the cops were just outside, like limiting your internet because you're not uh, you're not old enough to be on the podcast. So probably, probably. I figured that was I figured that was probably it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Should we get started talking about uh, the fun fun drama of the day? Let's hear it. Come on, Nate. Yeah. All right. Well. I came across this just like everybody else, basically, on Facebook, because that's kind of how things travel around these days is you know, people just dumb. So essentially, uh, Kennedy Maiman is 16. She's playing in this tournament in Louisiana, which is at a bar, uh, which serves alcohol. You're not supposed to be in a bar. Well, I guess that's, it's always state by state. So this is this is one of the issues with uh, federalism, I guess, is you kind of just make up your state's rules as you go. And I don't know the exact rules in Louisiana. Uh, maybe we're lucky enough to have somebody in the, the group today that is from Louisiana that can shed light on this a little bit more clearly for us. But I know in Wisconsin, you can be in a bar up until you're 18 uh, with a parent. Past 18, you're not supposed to be allowed in the bar at all because you're a legal adult. Because you're a legal adult and you can't have a guardian when you're a legal adult because that's kind of the point of being an adult. I've never known anybody who was 19 that was with a parent uh, to get turned away. Uh, But by the letter of the law, once you're 18, you're not supposed to be able to be in a bar. That serves alcohol. That doesn't do at least, I don't know, like 40% of... Uh, business and food sales. Uh, there's kind of a gray area in there too, but there is you, yeah, you can't be there. You can't be in a bar at all from age 18 to 21. If it's basically strictly serves booze. I don't know what the rule is in Louisiana. I'm sure that there's something there. Um, 
But is my internet bad? <laughs> you broke up. Yeah. Audio broke yeah, up. Yeah, you broke up a lot. Oh, geez. My, my computer's been bad. I got to reset it today. I might have to do that halfway through this. But anyways, uh, Kennedy beats, uh, let's see, Tina Hatton, who I guess is a BCA league operator in her area, uh, and beats her pretty pretty badly, uh, 7-0. And apparently her, her, uh, her response to that is to get mad and call the cops on her for being in there. So at that situation, Chris, you won the competition between Sam and you for the the quietest. So why don't you take it away from here? What is your thoughts on getting beat 7-0 and deciding that your response to that is going to be to call the cops? Let's hear it. I don't. I, I don't even know how you get yourself into that headspace. I don't even know how, the, how she's come up with that as an option of something to to do how that's even occurred to her is just unbelievable um on some of the forums on az it's saying like she um the excuse she said was she wanted to protect the room from getting closed down breaking rules etc etc but that is nothing to do with her um it's completely up to the people that are running the place if they want to take the risk or give special dispensation whatever it is then that's up to them it's got nothing to do with her um so it would be good to hear from her, but I, I've never heard of her before. I don't even know if she's any good, but um, it would be interesting to see what she has to say, given everybody's reaction to it. Well, egos are fragile, and ladies have them just like the guys do. I did. And I did I, see that she had a few. Seven nothing by anybody. Your ego's a little bit bruised. Yeah, I know, but you shouldn't have a big ego if you're not really any good. Right. Um, well, no, no, no pool players have pretty big egos. Aren't very yeah. good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That does happen. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I can look her up on. Uh, oh, of course. she. Why would she have a uh, a Fargo? Why, why wouldn't she? Okay. Apparently, she doesn't have a Fargo rate. So uh, I, I'm assuming that she's not that good if she doesn't have a Fargo rate. Do the APA What? Do the APA not collect data to give everybody a Fargo rate? Well, no? ironically, she's a BCA. She's a BCA operator, according BCA, to BCA. Sorry, and if she's a yeah. BCA operator, they do. I mean, they they do yeah, all yeah. of their stuff with Fargo rate. So, I mean, maybe yeah. she's under Fargo rate with under a different name. Um, it, that's very possible, especially once you know women get married and stuff like that. Their you know their surname um, is on there, but you know maybe maybe they change last names. I it, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> Hillbilly Island life. So she sucks. <laughs> yeah, comments yeah. are going to be good on this one. Well, you know, it, it kind of just is what it is. Uh, Sam, what do you think? As a 16-year-old kid, has anything like this ever happened to you? Uh, no, this has never happened. Um, I would personally think it would be pretty funny if it happened to me, honestly. Uh, this is This is a really, really weird situation, honestly. Um, I don't know how I'd react if somebody called the cops on me, honestly. I'm not sure. I did, I did notice that, um, uh, she tried to throw the blame on somebody else though. She, yeah, was, I saw a few of her comments around and she, she made it, she did make the comment. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ryan already stated this. So this was, this was on Facebook that I saw. Where's it at? I'll throw it up on the stream. Uh, yeah, here we go. She said this on uh, she was there to play against women. 
not to play against girls. Um, <laughs> to that, I would say you should try to beat girls before you try to beat women, because apparently you can't even beat girls. So uh, why are you trying to, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. You know, why are you trying to compete against women when you can't even compete against girls? Just an idea. I don't know. Okay, continue, Sam. <laughs> oh, uh, I I don't even know, honestly. I'm not sure. Oh, well, here we go. We found it. Uh, apparently, well, Chris sent me this. Apparently, she's a 566 with a robustness of three. 30, sorry, 30. So, 566. It's a decent... Decent. That's a pretty pretty good state level women's player, I would say. Yeah, Just, Ryan yeah. says three eighty nine with eighty one games in the system here. Are you got a different yeah. one? Yeah, that's uh, Ryan Harmson. Just said that down there. So. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. We have two competing things, Chris and Chris and Ryan. You two can compete for the, our I team, our research. Yeah, there you go. I know who's right. Come on, come on, guys, go. Because I have no clue. Uh, it's it's pretty impressive, isn't it? I mean, the idea that you can get beat seven zero. I wish I would have watched the match. I wanted. I wanted to. How many matches in your life, guys? No, all four of us are pool players. Have you been beat seven to nothing? It's happened to me one time in my life. Yes. You got beat seven zero. Matches of. Yeah, I guess now that you say it, I guess I. I remember. I just, I mean, I just played in a tournament this weekend where I, I drew Jeremy Fedkin our first round and I was up four to one and lost seven straight, but I lost that. Well, I guess six straight, I guess at that point, lost seven, four. So I, I think I've, I, I bet if I bet I've lost seven straight in a match before, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I remember ever losing seven zero in a match either, but I, I, I had to have at some point in time easily. I had to at some point in time. Yeah. It must have happened to you. When it happens. Well, is, is this an event on the women's world tour or whatever it's called? No, this is just oh. a, a just a kind of a. So well, the U.S. Had, the U.S. has um, a lot of very big regional events. So Turning Stone is a very big regional event. Um, the Scotty Townsend, this is one of them. Music City Open. I mean, even to a lesser degree, Derby City Classic is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just the biggest of them, I would say. Uh, and, and basically what it is is there's like there's the Texas Open is another great example of a huge one where the basically there are a bunch of uh, every single pool room basically has one, maybe two or three. If you're a bigger one, like the seems like Bob or the um, skinny Bob's in Texas seems to have one every other week. So that's why I say multiple. But usually every big pool room has one big tournament every year. And that's kind of like their hallmark card uh, for the, their their event. This is one of this is this is. um this pool room's biggest event of the year. So that it's just a really, really big regional event that happens every single year. And it kind of builds up a reputation, I would say, but it's not, it's not like, it's nothing that like matchroom ranking event or anything like that. Uh, it's just a really big regional event at um, this venue every year. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, what's called memorial type tournaments in the United States and they're regional and they're local. But some of them are, are large and, and draw draw a lot of talent. And this is one of them, yep. you know, Scotty Townsend Memorial Tournament. So it's not like the competition isn't there in these. And, and, and these young gals coming up that were at this tournament, they're superstars. 
I mean, they're just not pretty good at the game. They're they're going to be, you know, champions in a short order by the time they're 21. They're going to be champions. Yep. Chris what, yeah. Chris, what were you asking? Have the tournament organizers said anything about it yet? Uh, so on the so uh, this was streamed by Pool Action TV. Um, and Pool Action TV kind of hinted at it uh, on their like official write up of the tournament and how everything went. And they they said basically exactly what we've said. Um, so, I mean, that's past that. I haven't seen anything, um, but Pool Action TV did address it on their official write up. I mean, I could kind of read off what they had, but um, basically they sounded like they were trying to be as diplomatic as possible while throwing her under the bus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to prove that she did it if she said she didn't. Um, well, see, this is the weird part because she never denied that it happened. She just yeah. said that she wasn't the one who did it. She was just yeah. the one who was letting everybody know. But from, if you read, uh, Kennedy waiting for the cops to show up, I don't know too many people who don't make the phone call who are basically harassing slash stalking the person that the cops were called on. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know who this person is. I've never even heard of this person before today. Uh, from But from everything that I'm seeing on Facebook, even the stuff that she admits to, she doesn't seem like she's very innocent. It seems like this was a very calculated thing. And she seems like she thinks she's in the right. I mean, if you think that you're in the right because you came to play against women, not against girls, why wouldn't you think yeah. that you did the right thing here, right? Yeah, I was reading around on Facebook and uh, there was people commenting saying that they heard her on the phone calling the cops. Oh, that's yeah, that's kind of what I saw, too. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't I mean, I, first off, I can't lose to Sam, but if, if I would be able to, I would want to call the cops on him, too. <laughs> and the reason I can't lose to him is because I'll never play him ever again. I, I refuse to. Well, Sam, you look older than your age. There's no question. Yeah, I get that a lot. Do you? Yeah. yeah. You know, most you, people think I'm uh, about 18. I'm, I was going to say somewhere around in there for sure. Most, most people yeah. think I'm 18 too. No, well, Nate, yeah. you're 40. I don't know. Do you shave yet, Nate? Yeah, I shaved a couple days ago. Oh. <laughs> what? It's not my fault. I was born this way. It wasn't Maybelline. I was born this way, Rob. Well, I guess. Uh, so, hey, so what else is happening in the pool? We got so that taken care they of. Ex they extended out. Um, Kennedy ends up going through uh, and winning the first set of the double dip against um, April. This is where I kind of wish we had more um, insight onto it as to what actually happened. I don't know if the cops showed up or not. Um, I mean, it seems unlikely that if the cops did show up, that they would have allowed her to stay. Unless yeah. the rules, but but this is where I don't know what the rules are in Louisiana too. I know that Kennedy does travel with her parents, who are very great people. Uh, I got to interact with them a few times; they're very nice people. And is the rule in Louisiana that you can be in a, a bar as long as you have a parental guardian? I would assume that I'm assuming that that would be the case. And if that was the case, then the cops showing up doesn't mean anything, right? Because the right. cops are just going to say, "All right, well, don't drink." Yeah, I mean, but April split, split the money with her anyway, I think. So, 
whatever happened. Like, it doesn't look like the final got played. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the at least the first set of the finals was played. Um, from there, they didn't okay. finish. From there, they uh, they so of course it's a it's a true double elimination. So April Larson lost the first set of the of the finals, and then they decided to split from there. So. All right. Um. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive to uh to have that level level of pettiness in your game. <laughs> I, I I just don't e- I don't even know. I, I just don't even understand why why that would happen. Yeah. I I mean I, I guess Sam, let, let me ask you this. You know, obviously you said this, this never happened to you, but let try to put yourself in this position if it was you. What would that do to you as a player, as being 16-year-old? And let's let's say the worst-case scenario happened. Let's say they called the cops on you, and the cops came in and said, all right, Sam, you have to leave now. You cannot be here anymore. As a 16-year-old who just had that happen to you, how would that put you in a mental space? Would that it be would more determined? Or- it would shake me up a little, I would say. Um, I would probably ask – I would probably, for future, ask bars if I'm able to be in your bar and – uh, 10 if I'm there late, you know, um, I would, I would be careful from there on out. I, I just, it would shake me up. Yeah. Is that going to make you do this anyways now? Just seeing that it happened? <laughs> no, I mean, no. seriously, right? I mean, probably not, but I mean, obviously it can happen at this point. And it, it definitely Sam, can. Sam, but... you and I, you and I can name about 20 players in the Midwest that would probably be Oh yeah, I definitely know a couple, and some good yeah, players too. That <laughs> bordering state of yours, bordering state of mine too. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're already yeah. hated like crazy in Minnesota, so you oh, gotta yeah. watch yourself there. Oh come Sam, on! I mean, the other players in Minnesota don't respect his talent. Well, they can respect his talent while hating him. You know, he just he just <laughs> he just goes and forfeits players out of tournaments up there and. <laughs> They don't even want to play him because they don't want to lose seven to zero. <laughs> Just well, Sam, I think that was actually kind of a without without saying any names. Do you want to say what happened to you last year at that tournament in Minnesota? Um, yeah, I can. Uh, so we were at we were at a pool hall up in Minnesota, close, near Minneapolis. CRs and and CRs CRs and I was in the final four on the winner's side. Huge field, about nice one twenty eight. I think, it was 120, I think it was 128 players. 128, okay. I was in the final four on the winner's side, and my match had just gotten called. And so I, I show up to the table waiting for my opponent. Uh, about 10 minutes goes by. The tournament director comes up to me and says, hey, he's he's about five minutes away. Uh, he's just he's just grabbing his jump cue from this place. He'll, he'll be here in five minutes, okay? I said, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so – so I wait a little bit. I wait five minutes, and then she comes back and says, he's almost here. Uh, Ten minutes go by after that, still nothing. And then another 20 minutes go by, and she says it again to me. And I'm like, what's going on here? And and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer because I don't like to forfeit people. And eventually the owner of the pool hall uh, decides to say two more minutes, otherwise he's forfeited. And two minutes go by, he forfeited. The dude shows up 20 minutes later and starts screaming at my parents, screaming at the tournament director, screaming at the owner, and it just... just So he was an hour late for his match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I mean, 
it was like it was just unacceptable at that point. I mean, why not forfeit him at that point? I mean, it, even and then he and then act like that too. Like, come on. And it was. I mean, that was that was that was to get basically to play for the chair. So you're talking about uh, what the, that yeah, that was realistically was, about a thousand dollar match. I think I think it was a thirteen hundred dollar match actually. Yeah. Well, then what happened to you? you uh, I yeah, I forfeited, forfeited him, and then. I got to play for the hot seat the next day. And as a, okay. as, as a shout out to Jerry Johnson, who's one of the best in the business, he had none of it. He basically told the guy that if he hears one more peep out of him, he is not only going to lose his next match, he's not going to be allowed into that bar for the rest of his life. Oh, Jer- yeah. I mean, Jerry Johnson told him like, yeah, he, I didn't know. I know Jerry. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's it. You shut he's your mouth right now. Guy, for sure. Yeah. He's like, you shut your mouth. Or you will forever be banned from this bar, and you will lose every penny from this tournament. And we'll we'll give it to Sam. We'll give all the money coming to you to Sam if you say one more word. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, but that's yeah. I mean that's just a weird thing. I mean, how how stupid do you have to be as a player to be in the final four and then just leave the bar for? I mean, he left he left before the match even started, right? It's not like the, he got announced and like decided to leave right then and there. Who? Who gets to the the semifinals of a tournament and then just leaves for two hours? Yeah. Who does that? When when the next match is thirteen hundred dollars, who does that? How dumb do you have to be to do that? Chris, is it do these things happen in uh in your neck of the woods? Oh, not where I am, because there are no tournaments or anything, but um you loads of stuff's happened over the years. Yeah, you always hear about stuff. Game just attracts a load of not very smart people at times, unfortunately. It's just a <laughs> magnet for it. That seemed like the most diplomatic way you could say it. Yeah, the best way I could say it on here anyway. Yeah. No, tell it like it is. I don't That's want to hurt Sam's ears. <laughs> I don't. All right. Go ahead. Cops are called. <laughs> no. They're, they're, you always see this stuff going on, don't you? There's always rubbish going on, especially at smaller events. Like, if they're not international ones, then you're always going to... You do get nonsense going on at international ones as well, but yeah, smaller local events and things, you're always going to get crap like that happening. It's not good. Yep. Well, I, I guess it's a uh, it, it's a bummer that this happened, but uh, I guess it, it's good in a sense for the the event to get some uh, some highlights to it. Uh, unfortunately, it's for the wrong reasons, but that's that's kind of how, what you get these days uh, with pools. Uh, Sam, how how do you uh, uh, feel that your play? if it was at all affected by what happened to you there at that tournament? Um, I don't, I don't really think it affected me that much. I, okay. I just, it just kind of happened and then I let it go, honestly. So you good. I could good. figure out about it. I mean, the dude, he kind of kept bringing it back up the next day. Like he would, he'd sneak a, a word in here or there, but I, I just, I didn't really let it get to me. So he was needling you a little bit. Like he, there was one point where I kind of looked at him and he said, come here. And I was like, no, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I just was going to leave it alone. I just, I was just going to continue playing the tournament. I didn't, I didn't want to get into any drama or anything like that. Yeah. Like Clint Eastwood. Don't let the old man in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let anybody in. It's your you're the only person that understands that, Rob. Is me? <laughs> no, you all get it. No, that's I didn't understand. You got you're in control of yourself. 
in your reactions to everything around you. Nobody else. And so yeah. you you really were, uh, but Ryan says too, very mature in the way you responded to that situation. So not only look more than your age in your years, you uh, act like it too. It's a good thing, buddy. Thank you. I don't think so. No. <laughs> you got Nobody's going to slap you, Nate. Wait a minute. Wait a slap them. Other way. Gotcha. <laughs> Everything's backwards here. I can't figure it out. Yeah. Well, life life's hard, you know. All right. <laughs> so, unfortunately, this takes away from a pretty good tournament. Uh, we already kind of hinted uh, April Larson. We barely said her name at all, but she ends up chopping first place with uh, Kennedy. So, congratulations to April and Kennedy. Uh, there was also a, uh, a men's side to this. So, let's talk about that. And I this I guess I want to talk about this and I, I don't know maybe this would be a good idea well let's just go ahead and talk about it it drives me nuts because this this tournament you'll see it especially at like the Midwest Open or uh, you know these big these big one pocket events like with this added money I swear to God that added money at one pocket events you're talking like ten thousand dollars added to a tournament with like no players in it. There was, there's eight players in this one pocket event. And I don't know how much money was added um, in total to the one pocket event. But like, how is it that, why is it that we will add $5,000 to a one pocket event with eight players, but we won't add that to, like, we'll add obviously 10,000 for a regular event but there's 128 players, but we'll add 5,000 to an eight. At some point in time, obviously the one pocket is not being represented. Why is it that we can't just take that added money to the one pocket and add it into the real event and have a $15,000 added event? I, I think I, it just dumbfounds me. Well, the, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people with deep pockets who like one pocket, don't they? So the people that are agreeing to sponsor the one pocket piece of a tournament, are probably putting that 5k in and saying it's earmarked specifically for the one pocket sure maybe be. i mean yeah, no, I agree. Reason why. yeah so uh i mean the <laughs> tournament the tournament in total was fifteen thousand dollars added uh the six thousand dollar added for the uh for the ten ball made event or nine ball made event um was yeah nine ball made event was six thousand added that leaves nine thousand dollars that went somewhere else i would assume some of it was added to the women's so let's say two thousand of it was added to the the women's which makes john Tadaro right hopefully i pronounced your name right seven thousand dollars added to a one pocket event with eight players in it and you had 128 192 players or at least that's what it went up to it looks to be about 150 160 players and they have six thousand added it just at some point in time, when are we going to stop adding that money to the one pocket with eight players and start adding it to the main event? Think of how much money this would actually, I don't know. I just, I just don't understand. It happens at the Midwest open. It happens all over the place where these, these big massive one pocket events with this huge amounts of money added to it. And then like, there's the nobody plays it. Nobody yeah, plays the buy, it. The buy-ins are larger though, aren't they? They should, Yeah. Yeah. They're usually 500 to a thousand, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand. I just, I, I, as maybe as somebody who just doesn't understand the one pocket all that much, like I, I enjoy the game. I enjoy watching it, but I enjoy watching a tournament, not 
seven players play or eight players play a, a double elimination event. Just crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I mean. Why does that maybe, drive you crazy? Well, you don't think it's an even split in the money, right? You think why? It's I, yeah. If nobody's going to support it, why would you add money to it? Yeah. I mean, it's different if they're getting, if you're getting 16 to 32 person fields. Great. Awesome. Add that money. You're getting eight P like the, the, the Midwest open last year. Um, I think it was last year where I, Sam, was that last year that, uh, I saw you there? Was it last year or the year before that? Must've been the year before that. Where? At the Midwest open. Was that last year? I've never been to the Midwest open. You did. Cause that's where I got your, your signature on the, the cue ball. That was at, that was at big dogs. Yes. The Midwest open at big dogs. I think the Midwest Open is in Ohio. No, the Midwest Open is in there. That, that's, yeah, that was it. The Big Dogs Billiards Pretty sure. Expo? Is that yes. what you're Yes, the Big Dogs Billiards Midwest Expo. So you have Sam's autograph on a ball? I do, yeah. Wow. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. They had like 30, they had like 34 players sign up for the one pocket, and like all of them but seven backed out. And they made... And to to raise to Ray Hansen's credit, he he maintained the same amount of added money to it, but like three quarters of the field backed out of that tournament, and like just basically no call, no showed. Like that's at some point in time. At when are we going to stop doing this? Where we just add a bunch of money to a tournament that nobody shows up to? I, I mean yeah. that that money, I would much rather see that go to 160 players who show up for the nine ball. But I'm just being a one pocket hater. I think is what's happening. So. <laughs> I mean, do you, does anybody have any thoughts on that? I mean, Chris, I mean, this has got to be a little weird for you because you don't even have one pocket, right? And you're up hardly. No, we don't. We don't have it. I think it's the best game, though. But um, you do. So I watch a lot of it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I watch a lot of it. Um, it's more of a gambling game. Mistakes probably do need to be higher, even in tournament play. Oh, I see. Sure. But why? Why do you uh, like it the best? One pocket. I think it's the most skillful. I think it's the most skillful all aspects of it. Um, okay, so it entertains all the uh, the uh, aspects of the game of. Uh, yeah, I think so. Ball. Yeah, yeah. Other than traditional safeties, apart from that, but I'm sure it's got it's, it's got everything else. And now all the rail like, shots, uh, all the bank shots, all the yeah. the defense, the skill shots. Yeah, I don't know that I... the last four or five years has changed. The game's changed again, where yeah. um, people are running out racks more and more frequently, especially. To, Filler and you know Ghost and those guys have started playing. The game's changed a little bit again. I don't know that I agree with you that it's the most um, skillful, but I do agree that it's the most cerebrally skillful. Mm. Like it, it, it takes. Uh, I don't think that the skills required to to succeed at one pocket are significantly higher than let's say straight pool, but mm. the the understanding of the game, the mental side of the game, is significant. It's not even close between that and any other game, maybe yeah. short of straight pool. I, I don't know straight pool that well, so I can't yeah. really talk with it. But that's the one that I don't understand, uh, the game that I don't understand, so that's one I can't speak for. Uh, I just think cerebrally, you have to be the you have to know the most to have the most success in that game. Yeah. Or you have to be ultra-talented like Josh and Fedor, because they don't yeah. – I would like you to have, – You have to have nerves of steel also, because your decisions on whether to go for a shot or not go for a shot, that's, that's a big deal in one pocket 
where in some other games, so you don't get back to the table that rack, maybe you'll get back to the next rack. But in one pocket, that could be the end of the game. Yeah. Making that decision, that wrong decision. It's like a straight pool in that regard. You make one mistake and the guy runs 150 balls, you don't shoot again. So, uh, yeah, and eight balls in the same pocket, I don't know how you'd compare that to straight pool. What do you think about that? If you were going to, how many balls in straight pool would be comparable to running eight shots in the same pocket? What did I know? 14, because it's the rack. <laughs> More than that, for sure. No, I, I, you think so? You know, I think, well, it's, I think it's harder to run. I, I think it's harder to run 14 balls in straight pool and get a break shot than it is to ra- run a rack of eight ball. No, I don't mean eight ball. I mean one, one pocket. pocket. So, oh. So all eight balls in your pocket in a row, oh. no misses, is equivalent to it's got to be running 50 balls in straight pool. Well, it's, it's, well, I mean, it's nearly impossible to say that because what does the table look like beforehand? Did, were, were there, I mean, were I there 50? Were there 50? That. Yeah, were there 50 innings that, you know, Chris and I are playing one pocket? Were there 50 innings before? Uh, you know, somebody got a, an offensive shot to to be able to run at. If there's 50 innings, I bet that there's I bet it's not very hard at all to run eight in your pocket because they're going to be spread out nicely. Uh, if there's two innings off of the break, then it's probably going to be pretty tough. You probably have to make three or four break shots to be able to get that's to a eight. Point. So that's I, a very good point. I mean, that's the thing. With, that's that's one of the things with uh, one pocket. I mean, you you could literally have 20 innings where you don't have a single offensive shot, but by the time that you get to that point, there's going to be Sure. A lot of openings, probably. There's going to be a lot of balls that play to the pocket that you just have to basically play positioning on. Yeah, and if all the balls are down the other end of the table. Yeah, and if it, yeah, and if you have six, let's say, let's say you have fifty innings before you get an offensive yeah. shot, then probably yeah. thirteen of the fifteen balls are on the other yeah. side of the table, and it's super tough. Right. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I think, Chris, I agree with you about one pocket because because of that, because there's so many angles and so many ways to look at the game and so many ways to play it other pool games you just put balls in the pocket that's pretty yeah. much it and the guy who puts more balls in the pocket wins well one pocket's way 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 more more complicated than that way more yeah. cerebral for sure yeah i i i see you know in the last oh maybe 30 years one pocket becoming more popular every single year in the United States. Uh, there's more people playing it, more people. You go walk into a pool hall now, if they got nine-foot tables in there, there's somebody playing one pocket somewhere, and they're gambling doing it, uh, especially in, uh, uh, in the wintertime down south in Texas, Arizona, that, you know, that part of the country, Southern California. <clears throat> Bless you, man. Did Did I get any <laughs> Hopefully I muted my mic in time. Had a nice little sneeze there for all the people in the podcast. Hey, Sam left. Somebody yeah. else have called the cops. Where'd Sam go? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Chris. Did you call the cops on him? Not <laughs> right. <laughs> Tina strikes again. I tell you what. Tina strikes again. Um, well, I guess the yeah, one here's pocket. The comment to- here. Running eight and out. Uh, Eric makes a comment here. In one pocket can be done uh with more knowledge than skill and uh i i agree with part of that statement I, i'd say yes yeah, it's, it's definitely going to take some knowledge uh efren talked about this uh after he played uh, this year i believe at the derby he talked about this they asked him this question in an interview and 
because there were times when he took the harder shot in one pocket. Took the shot with a lower percentage of making it, but if he did that and made it, then the other three, next three shots were going to be much easier rather than taking those two or three easy shots and being done with the game. So, so, so the knowledge is a factor too, but I think it's more even with skill and knowledge uh, with one pocket for sure. Uh, just because of those situational uh, uh, thoughts in your head when you're playing, boy, man, if I take this one shot here and make, if I make this bank right now, I'm going to have three more over here that I can pocket then. So, so I like that. Yeah. It's a one pocket. The more I watch it, uh, I wish I had a place to play it and somebody to play against because it is great. It's a great game. That and straight pool. I agree with Earl Strickland. Straight pool has been one of the best games there is in, in uh, pocket billiards. Earl Strickland says something different to that every damn day. <laughs> I've, I literally have I literally have like heard Earl Strickland. I, I literally have heard Earl Strickland say X is the best game in the whole wide world. And 80% of the time it's golf. Golf is the best game. I like I like Earl. We're buddies. Yeah. 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 No. Earl's unique for sure. No. I played a guy uh, in Tucson uh back in uh be back in the middle 70s. And I played him some golf on the, you know, big table, uh, golf table with the, you know, big snooker table and uh, with uh, the snooker balls. And we played back a pocket where if you miss, you're kicking at your ball, you miss it, you go back a hole. I never got past three and he ran the table twice. He kicked in the six hole two times, two rails and made it. Golf is a fun game, yeah. Golf is a fun game. And he said, I can't remember his name, uh, and but I, I played him for three, four hours. I never won a game. I didn't care because I was just watching something that I thought was incredible. And this fellow said he'd go out to New York twice a year and come back to Tucson with $50,000 playing golf on a big 12-foot snooker table. You ever yeah. played golf, Chris? Yeah, but I think the rules might be different for us. Oh, just go around the table, bank the first ball in, and then go around? Yeah, but we um, – so, um, yeah, it's different for us. Okay. So we yeah, – Our you, first you goal pick, is bottom right hand. Yeah, but you've each got – yeah, but you've each got, a, you've each got a ball, and you pick it randomly. Um and there's a few different ways to play it. Depends who you're okay. playing with. You can handicap it and stuff. Oh, uh, sure. I think it's probably it sounds probably similar, but there's definitely I think there's definitely some differences listening to you talk about it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah, the US Open, we'll have to play some next year. It'll be fun. Yep. yep. We could Bring we could play a we could yeah, we can play a set of uh we could play a set of golf, then we could play a set of nine ball, and then we can finish off with the the rack game. Since you like that game so much. <laughs> <laughs> you and yeah, you and Sam, you and Sam are definitely the defending champions at that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the game sucked. Yeah. Uh, I gotta find that video. I, I, I nobody knows what I'm talking about. Sorry, guys. Inside joke. <laughs> that was a bit of an inside joke because I'm on the outside of that one. You are on the outside of it too, Rob. Sorry. 
Uh, I do have that video somewhere. I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to fire it up for next time. I got Sam and Chris both on the podcast at the same time. It'd be yep. fun. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, back to the one pocket, I guess. Tony Choen wins over Josh Roberts. Uh, doesn't go undefeated all the way through. Josh Roberts uh, gets back to the uh, – oh, I guess, yeah, he did He did go undefeated all the way through. Uh, play Josh Roberts in the finals. Roberto Gomez gets third. Billy Thorpe gets fourth. Uh, if there's one thing, I mean, it's a, it's a really tough field. Um, everybody that was in the field is a pretty much a proven champion. I don't know who William – uh, Hagginson is, but, uh, he went four, zero, four, zero loss. So maybe he's, maybe he's not, uh, maybe he's a little out of his element there, but, um, everybody else, uh, Jonathan Hennessy, Warren Kiamko, Scott Frost, Billy Thorpe, Roberto Gomez, Josh Roberts, Tony Choen. It's a pretty tough, pretty tough tournament. So congrats to Tony. Uh, let's move on to the ninth to be playing some pretty good pool the last couple of years. His, well, name is, one... his name is up there in a lot of the tournaments. If there's one thing about him is he he does play good, but uh, he just doesn't play much. Okay. So when he, when he comes around, he seems to do well. Uh, all right, let's look at the uh, the little ten ball mini tournament they had. It was won by Roberto Gomez over Josh Roberts. Uh, again, cool to see Josh Roberts playing. I think he's always a Moscone Cup potential if he plays, but he just hasn't been playing much the last few years. Although he's been playing more, uh, I think he actually gave a pretty good stab at trying to make the Moscone Cup last year. He uh, he had gone to the Sandcastle Open, as well as the U.S. Open, trying to get a last gasp effort into getting into the Moscone Cup. So it's good to see his name out there right away in the year. Uh, Sam is back again. He decides he wants to keep leaving and coming back in, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I, I got no clue. Oh. <laughs> I think Tina keeps striking. Most of us don't have a clue what's happening, Sam. So you're, you're in good company. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tina's striking again, man. She's she's. If you open up that window, the blinds behind you, she's probably right around that window, just staring <laughs> through, just seeing if it if it's working. She's outside, like she's outside flipping the main breaker to your house, just uh, watching you struggle with it. It's funny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about the nine ball, the main event. Uh, Jonathan Hennessy. There you go, Rob. Your 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 favorite player in the whole wide world, Jonathan Hennessy. Wins the tournament. Uh, Tony Chuan almost completes the double dip, but does not. Okay. Uh, kind of a, I mean, this is definitely not a, a world quality event at this point, but there are a lot of world quality players that are in it. Uh, oh. The top eight, I guess, in order. In order, uh, Jonathan Hennessy takes first. Tony Chohan gets second. Chris Reinhold gets third. Warren Kiamko's fourth. Justin Espinoza and Billy Thorpe are fifth, sixth. And I guess I want to just give a, like, a little highlight to Billy Thorpe. I guess he, he won his first match and then loses his second match and wins about 13 matches straight to get back to uh, uh, to get back fifth, sixth. So that's that's a long day. What do we have here? Let's let's see who who did he lose to. He lost to oh, nice Billy Dupert. Playing pretty good. He 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 Facebooks once in a while about his practice and and how much time yeah. he's been putting in to the game yeah, he's been, six months yeah he's been doing he does some cool stuff i mean if there's one thing about chris uh he he's, he's into photography and he's into like editing and stuff like that so he kind of repurposes his second love into his main love which is you know ah. he takes a lot of he does a lot of like videos and photos and stuff like that which is pretty right. cool to see uh you get kind of more of an insight as to who he is as a person which i think sure. is, i think it's fun so yeah that is fun yeah 
So, um, yeah, he, Billy Thorpe gets a pretty brutal draw. He draws Josh Roberts in the second round and loses. Uh, loses that match. I guess, what did he lose on the on the hill? He loses Hill Hill. Uh, and then goes on a tear on the B side. Wins one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches in a row before losing to Chris Reinhold Hill Hill. So, yeah, it beat some really good players, too. Beats uh, Shane McMinn, Rob Saez. Yeah, uh, so Billy Thorpe is, you know, he had a little stretch there where he was winning quite a few events. I would like to see him get back on the Moscone Cup. I think we need his energy. And uh, I guess the comment that was made earlier uh, by Craig, Earl for Moscone Cup again, I hope not. I would like to see Earl there, or I would like to see Billy there. That'd be a much better option for me. I agree. Lonnie just got out of a meeting. Sorry. Well, she doesn't want to... uh, she doesn't want to come and talk to us. Actually, we Lonnie, we should try to get Lonnie actually in here. Lonnie, if you're able to join in, join in for a second. I want to hear if I would, as a as a woman, I guess I would like to hear what you thought about uh, the Tina situation and and if you even know her. Maybe maybe you actually uh, know her and have some insight on it. That might be interesting. But um, I don't know. Uh, any thoughts? I guess uh, this isn't a big event. There's not a lot that's going on right now. Um, at least in the past. So um, any thoughts on this event or Chris, what do you have going on with your uh, season coming up? Do you have any tournaments you got on the radar? Uh, UK open next month and then the predator. No, it's not predator. Is it predator? Whatever. It, Bucharest open. I don't know if it's Meza or if it's predator. I can't remember who sponsors it. Um, that's almost straight after I think. Um, and then I need to find something to do between kind of July and September. Um, see what tournaments I'll go to. Um, I'll be in, I'll, Jason's one in the U.S. Open. I'll be in Europe. You want to? Uh, you want to hang out with us? Yeah. What are you coming over for? Uh, kind of vacation, but uh, the wife and I are going to go to Wojtek Szczepczak's wedding. I don't know if I can say that. Okay. Sure. I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, so we're going to Poland for that, but we're going to Amsterdam. So I, here you go. If, if I have any listeners, any podcast listeners, we're going to uh, Amsterdam for three days. Uh, I believe we'll be there from June. We're leaving June 30th and we'll be flying with the time zone. So we'll probably be landing actually probably very early on the 1st of July. Uh, we'll be in Amsterdam for three days. Then we're going to Warsaw, Poland for four days. And then we're going to wherever the wedding is. So that won't actually I'm going to be uh, going in. Uh, hanging out with Victor Zelinsky said he'll take us in for a couple days and show us around his town. Um, nice. And then we're going to Lithuania uh, and then Estonia. So we'll be going to hang out with Pius Labudis in Lithuania and then uh, Dennis Graba to hang out in Estonia. They're going to show us around their country. So that'll be fun. You can oh, come hang man. out with us. Oh, I envy you for that. Oh, dang. I've been to Amsterdam and that is surreal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the architecture is unreal. Well, I'm and... excited. Yeah. <laughs> Claire. When okay, Claire, you're you're more than welcome to join us. And then I'm going to, of course, London for the Moscow Indy Cup. Got my tickets. So we'll be going to London in uh, December too. So fun. 
Sam, you want to come with? You want to fly over the pond? Let me think about it. No. <laughs> no. I don't. Not at all. <laughs> Sam is deathly afraid of flying, but oh, really? Chris, I'm getting him on a plane with me. He's going to come to that uh, Jason's event. So we're, Sam and I will oh, be there. Sam, planes float. Don't worry about it. No. No, I mean, no. <laughs> Just no. I don't want to fly over the ocean. I don't want to go there and see nothing. I don't want to see one just just absolutely nothing. I, I want to be able to see land. I, I, I don't, <laughs> no. It doesn't matter if it's water or if it's land. If you're coming down, it's not good. No, yeah, no, not good, not good at all. But first <laughs> off, we got to fly over um, the Great Lakes first to get to Connecticut. So that's going to be – that'll be fun. Not – Greg's got an idea. I'm telling you. Yeah. Horse tranquilizer, <laughs> Sam, and bring him. <laughs> I'm probably gonna need some some medicine to knock me out during that flight. Well, I would I would get you I would get you on the wine diet. That's what uh, helps help me with my first flight. But uh, you're only 12, so you can't have any wine yet. Maybe we can get you some. Uh, my cat has like I got a bunch of bottles of cat wine. Oh. Uh, maybe we can get you some of that. I'm not. Not sure if that's Breaking legal. Or ask Jerry Johnson to take you up in his plane. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, Jerry Johnson's a pilot. I he'll know that, it. but he he'll flies like fly a, a two-seater. Them two-seaters crash all the time. I no, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Chris, do you like flying? Yeah, I like. I like, I've got. I spend like about half my time at home and then half my time somewhere else. So I'm always flying one way or another yeah and you live on an island it's hard to get to uh yeah. it's hard to get to an island when you don't have uh when you don't have a plane eh yeah yeah well then i'm not going to go and find the picture of my father had an airplane uh when i was young and uh i learned how to fly it when i was i didn't have a driver's license yet but uh i have a picture of that plane when it crashed and so I won't show that to you, Sam. I'll, I'll just I'll just leave it in the drawer. Okay, works for me. I didn't know you were a pilot, Rob. Or yeah, I had a I, I guess as a, a six-year-old maybe. You were. <laughs> Did it have power steering? Actually, kind of. Yeah. There's no. There's no wheels on the ground, so it steers really easy up in the air. Bob <laughs> are both pilots. They both know how to fly planes. Sam would drive his straight into the. You broke up there pretty good. You're out. Right. And he's gone. I I yeah, he yeah. could get rid of himself at this point. No. <laughs> When uh, no, uh, I'll just clue everybody in uh, out there. Nate was very disgusted last week because of some of the technological issues that we have uh, with doing the podcast. And really, he was he was so depressed. He called me up and he said, "I think I'm going to quit." <laughs> went, wait, wait. He's done this before in the past. We've been doing this for five years now. It's our start of our fifth year, so. He's called me on numerous occasions. He goes, wait a minute, I want out. And that was one of the things is that uh, technology, although it's very, very good, 
when you have a, a show like this and it breaks down a little bit, no, that can be pretty uh, unnerving for sure. Shut up, Rob. Kicking him out. All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what that was. That's a little glitch, I guess. Uh, I don't know. what. Uh, is there anything that you guys, uh, what, what do we want to talk about? What do you think? Anything that we have uh, on on uh, on docket for us? Um, well, I'm leaving in five minutes because the World Snooker Final is starting. Ooh, ooh I just uh, saw a 147. Uh, yeah, Selby last night. Yeah, Mark, Selby, right? Selby had a God, I watched it. Unbelievable. Oh, Crazy. Was it beautiful or what? Oh, Did you notice unbelievable. On, on his back cuts on that seven ball? Yeah. How much, how much softer he would hit those shots uh, than, than a, a normal position type shot? And yeah. then those couple of break shots he had where he went off the rail and he hit those babies pretty pretty firm. Yeah. I mean, what a what a run. Yeah, some some achievements, but it's um it doesn't look to have helped him very much because he's trailing quite a lot now. I think it's 15, 15 10 race to eighteen. Um so just double check, is that right? Yeah, fifteen ten race to eighteen and it finishes tonight. Wow, so he's, that's, uh, that's gotta be grueling. Mentally, the final, the finals four sessions over two days. Um, but they'll have played, um, each of the players will probably have played the better, you know, 14 or 15 sessions just to get to the final, probably something oh, like that. Wow, um, maybe more. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's hard work for them. Uh, so it's the tournament's on for like 15, 16 days. Today's the last day. Uh, so it's been good this year. But some years it's boring. This year it's been really good. Um, so yeah. I didn't catch that. No, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. Try again, mate. Uh, are they drinking their orange powder to keep uh, their energy levels up? I heard that comes in packet form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, the uh, climate. I don't know if they were the climate people or the save the trees people, whoever they were, but they, yeah, they, uh, they did their thing and messed up a table for an evening. That was about it though. They recovered the table overnight and it made no difference if they'd used their brains. So in the crucible where the world snooker is, you have two tables for all, all of the tournament, all the way down to the semifinals. If they really wanted to cause disruption, they should have waited until the final table to the one table set up which is just for the semi-finals and the final. And then they could have made a real, you know, it would have been a real pain for everybody, but oh, sure. what they did just made zero impact to anybody's day, um, unfortunately for them. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Well, they tried real hard, so that was good. Yeah. Having so fun sometimes, you know? The reflection of that is negative all around in every respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that movement's like in America, but it's pretty big here in Europe. So they'll like try and block off ports or try and block motorways or highways, freeways, whatever you'd call them. Uh, oh, really? And just be a general pain in the ass. Um, but um, it's not it's not working for them. Um, so I don't know what they got up their sleeves next because um, they're just building up a head of steam where people hate them, um, which isn't what they're looking for. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't care about your purpose anymore. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> Switch the channel off. Yeah. Whoa, we have a friend. Hey, all right. We'll put her in Rob's spot. A fox. Top left. Hi, I'll Lonnie. jump out. I'll, I'll go because the snooker's starting. Hi, Lonnie. Hey. All right, Hi, Lonnie. Chris. Wait, wait, wait. Chris, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Ha, now I kicked him out. <laughs> that felt good. <laughs> what a rat. <laughs> Busted. There he goes. There he goes. Lonnie wanted, I don't think Lonnie wants to talk to us. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Hi. Sorry. When I, uh, I had to hurry up and jump in the shower. I have to work this afternoon. So I had to do that first. So wet head and all I'm here. Okay. Nate, why do you keep cutting out today? Usually you're oh, the good he's one. Got, uh, he's got technical issues. And I think it's his brain interfering with the uh, technology in front of him. I don't think it's anything wrong with the computers. I think it's. Silly. I think it's just. I have to. I have to just have something go wrong because that's just my life these days. <laughs> so, Lonnie, what what's your take on uh, on, on the tournament then uh, that we talked about earlier with uh, with uh, Kennedy? Yeah, with her getting beat seven to nothing, and, and then kind of. Uh, so I don't really know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, first off, I think if, if she really did it, that's petty, that Tina girl, but I'm really kind of getting a kick out of all the memes on Facebook right now. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, although I do feel bad for her. If she really did that, she's going to get blacklisted everywhere. Like people are just going to chew her up. Oh yeah. And so I just think it's really, I, I think it's a really poor choice if she really did do that. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you never know with pool rooms too. I mean, rumors fly, but people say that they heard her do it. So sure. if that really happened, I feel, I feel bad for her and God help me. I hope it wasn't because she got beat seven, nothing like just take it on the chin, girlfriend. It's not necessary to do all that. You know, these juniors are really big. Uh, they're big influencers in our sport right now. And yeah. I, I don't think we should be, I mean, I don't think we should. It's almost going backwards from what we're trying to do with pool. So I feel bad for her. She's going to get ate up. I mean, the memes alone are hilarious. Like I would, I would have to disappear from all social media. I mean, it's awful. I feel so bad for her. I think she took down her league page. Somebody said here. A little bit yeah. I, well, I think they did. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I saw somewhere that they thought they did. So, um, Man, Nate, are there filters on this thing? I am rough action today. I don't even want to see it. Yeah, Nate's having his problems at. Uh, I know. Uh, with the uh, technology today. Nate's trying his best. He tries hard. All right. So um, I was looking at some of the messages, right? Little Chris, you're funny, dude. Like, I haven't heard that before. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I'm just playing. Um, so Matt, yeah, the WPBA actually has like three events in the works right now. So um, we just added a new one to our calendar at Iron City Billiards. So we're pretty excited about that. We're kind of doing a back to the bricks thing and hitting up some pool rooms and making connection with real people instead of kind of being behind the velvet rope. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I think the players are, some of the players are excited about it and I'm sure the pool rooms are, and of course the fans, but um, so the WPBA kind of separated from Predator a little bit. 
we were, um, we had done some things with them last year. And so this year, I think we're just separating a little from them um, as far as our ranking events. So the girls are welcome to play in the Predator Pro Series, which they should if they want to. Um, but we're just kind of separating our ranking events from that, from those. So we're, uh, we still have lots of things in the works. So stay tuned. It's, it's still happening, but Iron City is pretty cool. We're pretty excited about that one. Um, you know, they're having all those really cool high low tournaments where people are winning large amounts and it's so the, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped up about going over there. How many, uh, how many WPBA events are on the calendar this year? So I believe there's four with two more in the works. I might be wrong by one or two there. That's a bummer. There was, uh, yeah. there, was 12, there was 12 last year. 10. 10. Yeah. So we have our traditional classic events. And then last year we met up with Predator and made their events ranking events for the, the girls in the tour. Um, but this year they just took those ranking events out. So the girls are still going to be playing in probably most of those Predator events. But and we're trying not to cross paths with dates with them, but um, it's, it's just a different set of ranking points. It was it was kind of hard because Predator had so many spots, and so um, it was really hard to give like a fair point system, I believe, with those events versus the regular classic WPBA events. So in order to keep the points kind of separate, I think had a lot to do with it. Huh. So I think it seems like seems like there's going to have to be a podcast on why why we aren't uh, pairing up with Predator anymore. Because uh, that seems like a pretty good opportunity for it. Um, so I am not a board member for the WPBA, so that would not be my conversation that's, to have. That's why yeah, That's why I said it's own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. We could do something else. We could do something else. Yeah, is Dean still the, the head guy there? With, uh, yes, sir. Um, and the then president. we've got – yes. And uh, we have a couple um, – we have a couple new board members. We got Jerry Stuckert, that was the previous uh, Predator tournament director, I believe. Okay. Uh, so he's come on board with us, and nice. um, and then of course uh, Tiffany Easton, Savannah's mom, is helping us with a lot of our marketing, which is obviously she does a great job. Okay. Um, and so we've got some really talented people in place right now that are just starting to come in, uh, and so I'd like I'm excited to see where it goes. So. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, we're I, doing more streaming and we're getting better. And there's that. Um, yeah. And so, and we're trying to keep it on a free platform right now. So that's a big thing for us because if we go with independent streamers to stream our stuff, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's harder and they, you know, they want to get paid. So, and the WPBA is nonprofit. So everything that we raise goes to our players oh. and, so, uh, so I told Dean like I told Dean like four years ago that I would come and stream all of his events for free, and he turned that down. It's probably you. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's why, <laughs> for sure. I'm just it's kidding. Just a personality <laughs> thing, Nate. I... <laughs> all right, so uh, Lonnie will no longer be on the podcast going forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think Dean, and this is my honest opinion, and I hope I don't get banned from the WPBA, right? Uh, I think Dean in the beginning was not keen to the streaming and the technologies behind it. And um, and so I think that he is slowly starting to see that this is the way of the future and that it's working in other organizations. So we really appreciate him. Um, like 
listening to us because Angela, Janik, and myself were really on him about we need to stream these events. Good. Uh, Stay on him. Yeah. And so he's really, he's really come on board. He's been really cool. And I appreciate all the fans out there that watch. And we sell ball sets in order to help us stream the events. So I appreciate every single person out there that bought ball sets from us. I know that sounds horrible, but like <laughs> it's bad, but it's true and it's really helped. So we appreciate it and we're able to oh, do yeah. things. So yeah, you gotta take what you can get. Yeah. When the time arises. I mean, that's just, the yeah. Way it goes. yeah. So, and we've also recently switched over to digital pools. So we're also using that platform to get our matches out there and uh, slowly coming back into this century. Right. So I know the WPBA has kind of been like a lost art in the pool world, but, um, but it is, I mean, in my personal opinion, and I've watched it, it's the longest standing tour of any professional tour in the country in North America. Oh, yeah. So so um, with all due respect, I love what everyone's doing, but I do think that the WPBA has a place. Yeah, so. it definitely has some staying power. Yeah. No question there. Yeah, proven, you know, proven. so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we just want all the ladies that want to be involved in this. And we've just, I think Q-Tech may have joined board with us. So we're making some moves in that. Um, I'm not 100%, so please don't, nobody sue me if I'm wrong. Um just rumors. Um, so it looks like we've got some good stuff coming our way. So as long as we keep moving forward, we're good. What What's the latest on uh, the Black Widow and her uh, her uh, health and things like that? So I seen that she was playing and then she was just at the APA national event. So I know she's got, she's out there. Okay. Um, I seen that she played in an event in Florida uh, and we're hoping you know, I'd love to see her back on the tour. Like she's, I mean, she is the most known name in pool, really. Pretty much. Like literally, like you yeah. can ask anyone that who doesn't even play pool. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you can ask people that don't play, like, what do you know about pool? And they always say, hey, that, you know, that black spider or, I mean, they may not get it right, <laughs> but they know who she is, you know? So right. like, you can't beat that. She did it Right. Right. Yeah, I, I had heard also that uh, she's she's coming around, she's coming back. Uh, definitely got a tremendous attitude, uh, you know, going through these tough times and things like that and keeping her spirits up. Yeah, she's a fighter. Yeah, exactly. So what yeah. else is going on? What's this tournament? Uh, this uh, Was the Scotty Town, the Scotty Townsend's not a ranking event, correct? No. Okay, so... What other ranking events for Moscone for the Team USA do we have here that's accessible to them here? Uh, the next one is going to be... Um, US Open, probably, huh? No, well, Jason, Jason, uh, Jason's running one the weekend before, so that's definitely not. Uh, the Chuck, the Chuck Markulis uh, Memorial... Um, 20,000 added at hard time billiards in Sacramento. So Oscar's running that one. That is the June 8th, I guess. So that's not too far in the future. Yeah. So the same weekend that that goes on, the ladies will be, the WPBA ladies will be at Iron City. So there'll be a couple of good streams out there to watch some good pool that weekend. Yeah, and then July 13th through the 17th will, is the 2023 Midwest Billiards uh, and Q Expo. See, I told you, Sam. Told you. I thought it was called Big Dogs Expo. 
I'm not sure. Big dogs. Where's that at Des Moines? Uh, boys. Yeah, that is in Des Moines. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Those are the events coming up. Not not too many, but uh, this is kind of a slow time for pool, I guess, for the year. But there is still going to be the Spanish Open. I guess, yeah, I guess there's a lot of events that have been filling in in the last few years. The UK Open, the Jay Flowers Scottish Open. Um, those were added in the last two years. There's the Spanish Open, which was added this year. The Jacoby Nine Ball Open, that was added this year. Uh so there's the European Open that was added last year. There's a lot of events from now until, I guess, the U.S. Open, where there used to be just a big, giant dead zone in here or of big events. And now it's, you know, there's six or seven events in there, so that's pretty good. Making yeah, progress. there's a lot. There's a – I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I knew that, that um, the last one, didn't Billy Thorpe win that, like the McDermott one or whatever? The McDermott Classic, yeah. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about the Moscone-in having certain people on and um man it's tough there's some good ones out there like i feel like we gave justin bergman a chance in in sky kind of before they were really known like i really like this cash keaton kid what do you guys think about that kid uh i mean he's he's ultra talented um i'm hoping that he is not following the uh same exact path that a lot of players at his age and his talent level has gone, which is basically just gambling like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think um, even like a Lucas Fracasa Werner too is, is another player kind of in that ilk where they care more. They seem to care more about 